0: This morning we began, if you will, turn your Bible there to Genesis chapter 1, and uh, we, uh, we're going to do a series today, uh, this morning, and I began in the Sunday school hour, we'll conclude in this evening, on in his likeness, in his likeness, God wanted a likeness. In eternity past, God had a conference and determined that he would make a likeness. And that likeness is here this morning. If we're going to understand what that likeness is to be, we need to understand the very likeness of God. Who is God and what is he like? Very... Uh, Much debate and and discrepancies of opinions on that subject, but let's just take God's at his word and let's consider it this morning. I love the word of God. I am amazed at it, and I enjoyed teaching that Sunday school uh, uh, lesson this morning. I've been teaching Sunday school adults for 53 years. Can you believe that? 53. When I was 13 years old, and if you can add, you'll know how old I am now, and my wife caught up with me on yesterday, and uh, we celebrated her birthday, but when I was 13 years old, my dad was uh, doing, uh, had a work up in the mountains, and he he had uh, two churches he had started up there, and dad came to him, and he said, Lonnie, I, I need some help. I need some help, and And in fact, he told me and my brother, he said, uh, my older brother, he said, I've got to have some help now. I'm going to have to have one of you lead the singing, and I've got to have one of you teach the Sunday school class for the adults. My brother Latham said, I'll lead the singing. And he knew that didn't involve a whole lot of study. And uh, I was then the one who was chosen to teach the adult Sunday school class age 13. I said, Dad, I can't do that. And I said, I I, I can't get up in front of everybody. I don't know what to say. And Dad said, the Lord will help you, son. And so what I did, I began my method of Bible study and my method of teaching and preaching I developed when I was 13 years old. I knew I had nothing to say, so I would take a chapter from the Bible, I would get into that chapter, and I would study it and study it so I would have something to say, because I had nothing to say. And I have developed that method of study. In fact, my teenage years, I taught all the way through the Pauline epistles to the adult Sunday school class in my teen years. And I have learned by now there is more in any passage of Scripture than I can say in the allotted time. And I, how wonderful the Word of God is! Do you know when you open up the Word of God, it's amazing. This is an amazing book. When you open up the Word of God, you step into infinity and beyond. You step into eternity. In fact, you can do just like Moses did when he was on the Mount, uh, on the Mount of God. And God was giving him the word of God. I believe Moses witnessed creation. That's the only way I could, I used to think my, uh, you know, it got handed down from generation to generation. And I thought surely some of that might have gotten lost between uh, Adam and Moses' mother. And Moses must have been a very smart fella by the time he was six years old to get all of that and understand all of that. But do you realize he got it when he was, got before God, and in the presence of God. God opened up to him. I believe Moses witnessed creation. And he could see not only from the beginning, he could see the end. Same as Isaiah. Same as John on the Isle of Patmos. When there he got in the presence of God, he could see the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and he could understand. And you know, you and I have the same blessed privilege when you open up the Word of God. God wants us to know Him. He really wants us to know Him. And so He gives us how it all began and how we got here. This morning, I'm going to deal with primarily with your family and mine, the family of God. And this evening, I want us to look personally at each you, both you and I and how God wants a likeness. Now, I usually begin it by saying this. In eternity past, God had a family conference. Have you ever had a family conference? We've had a family conference sometimes, and a family conference consists of all the members of the family. You come together, and you're going to come to an agreement, and when that conference is concluded, everybody is in absolute agreement. This is the way it's going to be. I remember uh, one of the last family conferences, my kids, you know, as they they began to uh, leave home one by one, and I remember... Sarah, when she had gone off to college, and you, uh, some of you can remember what those years were like, you know, when you got to college, and, and boy, you were excited, you were kind of on your own now, and uh, you know, you, you kind of did things the way you wanted to, have a little bit, you know, that way. Sarah had brought, she brought home some of her friends from college. A couple of young ladies, and, and uh, they were spending the weekend, and, um, they had such a wonderful time, and uh, before they left to go back to, to college, uh, I, as a good father, I took the car over to gas it up, get it filled with gas, and when I started it, there was some music that started, and that music began to play, and I knew that wasn't, that wasn't the Moore family singing. I, I, that, that wasn't uh, what uh, those girls, you know, that wasn't the songs we were singing. And so when I got back, I called the camp family conference. And since Sarah had two friends with her, they got in on the family conference. Now, they didn't enjoy, they, they would have liked to have been in some other conference, I can tell you. But they were part of the family conference. And I said, you know, this music is not the kind of music that we listen to. And this is, the, uh, you know, uh, and, I, and it was Sarah, Andrew. You remember Sarah, don't you? Uh, yep. He was in uh, Sarah and Tim's youth group there for a little while. And Sarah began to cry, but Daddy, but Daddy, it was just the Princess Bride. You know, that little simple little movie, you know. But that, in the music, it wasn't the hard rock, that sort of thing. But it wasn't my kind of music. And I guarantee you, that cassette never got plugged back into the, the, the tape player again. But we had a family conference. And we settled some things. We were in absolute agreement. In eternity past, God had a family conference. Now, what did that conference consist of? Read it. Verse number 26 again. And God said, let us. Who's he talking about? Us. It's the family of God. We covered that in verse number 1 in Sunday school. In the beginning, God. We found out the word God uh, is a plural word. By the way, in Hebrew, Hebrew has a singular, has a dual and plural number. And this particular word, God, is in the plural form, meaning three or more. And we know that God consists of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that is the family of God. Now, we read the members of that family, and we read it earlier this morning, but let's read it again in Ephesians chapter number 3 and verse 14. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we got the father of the family. The father, and we've got the son Of our Lord Jesus Christ. We got the Father and the Son that only leaves one more member that makes and constitutes a family. And we find that in the next verse. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. The Holy Spirit, that constitutes the family of God. Now, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in eternity past, they, they came together and they agreed on something. Here's what they agreed. They said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. Now, God said, God's family agreed... To make a likeness. So what did God make in it is agreement of that likeness? The family of God made a family. I've heard all kinds of, uh, of illustrations and examples of uh, God or the Trinity. The best is what the Bible tells us plainly. You want to understand what God, who God is like and what the Trinity is like, look at your family. You got a father, you got a mother, you got children. I want to let me give you my outline, because I may not get back to it. My outline is going to go something like this: the revelation of the likeness of God, the revelation of the likeness of God, and then we're going to consider the creation of His likeness. The likeness of God. The thirdly, I want us to consider the degeneration of the likeness of God. And then fourthly, we want to uh, consider the restoration of the likeness of God. And then the reproduction of the likeness. And finally, the regeneration of his likeness. But let's come back to the revelation of the likeness of God. God said, I want a likeness. Let us make likeness. He uses both the plural and the singular. He said, make man in our image after our likeness. And he uses the singular term. Now, again, we, we went over that uh, in the Sunday school. I'm not going to go back to there, but the three and one. So what did God do? The one family of God created a likeness to his family. And he made a family. Uh, Consider, if you would, first of all, God the Father. And what did he he determine and decree? Uh, He said, male and female, created he them, and multiply, replenish the earth. The male of this family is after the likeness of who? The Father. God the Father. From the Father comes life. Of the father, the father gives of himself. He's not a self-seeking, selfish individual. But the father and every father that is here, your model ought to be like God the father. You, you, uh, You provide for that family. You're the protector of that family and there is a will that that family is governed by, and that comes from God the Father. And it says then, not only the male, but also it says uh, the female created He them. And what image would be like of the female image of the, of the family of God? Well, certainly the Holy Spirit. You mothers that are here this morning... Do you realize you were created in the likeness of the Holy Spirit of God? You might say, but I, I've never thought about the Holy Spirit having a mother image in the Bible. Let me give you some examples. In uh, Matthew chapter 1, the angel appeared unto Joseph. Joseph thou, uh, Joseph. Uh, fear not to be, uh, to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter number three, Nicodemus. You must be born again. Nicodemus said, how can I, an old man, uh, be, uh, must I enter into my mother's womb and be born again? That was confusing to Nicodemus until Jesus said, no, that which is flesh is flesh. We're not talking about a physical birth. That which is spirit is spirit. He says, marvel not I say to thee, you must be. He said, you must be born of the spirit. A, a spiritual birth. Let me give you another one. Jesus said, if you'll pray to the Father, He will give you the comforter. What does the word comforter mean? Same thing that God said Adam needed. A help alongside, a helpmate. He said, I will, if you'll pray to the Father, the Father will give you that. Mother image. God, he'll give you that comforter and can... Would you agree with me? There's no one that can comfort like mama. I'm, uh, Mama, uh, you can find a, a little boy. He may be as rough as he can be and tough as he can be, but he, if he gets hurt, he wants mama. He's calling for mama because there's no one that can comfort like mama. Uh, also, the, the teacher, as uh, Jesus said, he said... Uh, um, As Jesus called the Father Abba Father, he said so, he says in Romans 8 15, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry Abba Father. And so God said, uh, the Holy Spirit said, I want a likeness. The Father said, I, I'm going to make a likeness like myself, and, and I'm going to make the father of the home. Holy Spirit says, okay, I, I'll make a likeness to myself, I will, uh, and she will be called ma- Mother, who's left. And it says, um, then the, the Lord Jesus Christ said, okay, then I'm going to make a likeness. And it's going to be the child. Replenish the earth. Multiply, replenish the earth. And children are to be like the Son of God. And and how marvelous that we understand that God brought that to pass in establishing the family. Beginning with Adam. And from Adam... Came the woman with one flesh, and Adam and God God blessed that union of Adam and Eve, and they brought forth children and made like to the Son of God. Do you understand? That's what God wanted. God wanted a likeness, and He made the family, the family of God. And so we see that creation, the creation of his likeness. And when God established in His eternity past, I want a family, and he made Adam and within Adam, and we'll say more about that tonight, the individual, but from that individual came the family. And by the way, everyone that is here uh, tonight or this morning, each of you, God knew when He made Adam. And He made Adam so there would be a you. And you matter to God. And let me ask, you get this too. Your family matters to God as well. You matter to the Lord. To Him. So God made, uh, God made the family likened to His family. But then we see the degeneration of that likeness. And you know what happened in chapter number 3, what happened there in that chapter 3? And Let me just point out, I pointed out in the in Sunday school hour, God tells us that he's the maker, and he tells us 35 times in the first 34 verses, God made everything there is. And he tells us 35 times in the first 34 verses, God created the heavens and the earth. And God Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said, and on and on, God, 35 times. But then it's the Lord God. Which means not only is He our maker, He's our master. And so He's Lord God. And all the relationships of this family, we see through chapter number 2, the Lord God is, he, he is uh, present. And, and man is dependent upon the Lord God. The Lord God commanded the man... And the Lord, God, or the Lord God took the man, and the Lord God put the man into the Garden of Eden. And By the way, it's a good, good point to be made there. How in the world is Adam, how is he going to get into the Garden of Eden? Because he was created, he was made outside of the Garden of Eden. How is he going to get into the Garden of Eden? He can't put himself there. Mom and daddy can't put him there. Uh, an institution can't put him there. How's he going to find the will of God? He's got to depend upon God to put him there. And God took him and God put him there. And we see that relationship that God has with his family. And then the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And, God, and the Lord God took. And God took something from him to make something for him. And sometimes when we think, Oh God, why are you you doing this to me? Why are you taking this from me? It may very well be the Lord is taking something from you to make something for you. And when Adam was awoke, uh, and he uh, awoke, he found something far better than a rib standing next to him. Amen? Praise the Lord. But the Lord God... He had determined, he, he wanted this likeness. And we see that relationship of the Lord God all the way through. And the Lord God, and the Lord God, and the Lord God to chapter 3 and verse 1. Chapter 3 and verse 1 Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, What's missing? Lord. And do you know that's the problem that we all have? Oh, Satan will say, you you can be your own Lord, you can be your own boss, you can can be in charge of your own life, and you can go and do whatever you want to please. And you know the problem came from Satan himself. God said, I want a likeness. God had never made a likeness to himself. We know of in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel chapter 28, two descriptions of Lucifer, of the devil, in which he said, I will be like the Most High God. But Satan cannot be like the Most High God. God never made him in the likeness of the Most High God. So what did Satan do? Since Satan cannot be like God, he wants to wreck and ruin the likeness of God. He wants to possess the likeness of God. Do you realize that Satan has nothing and he has no power? He really doesn't. He has nothing. You think, oh, he has this old world. Not really. Who did God give? The text that we read, God said, let man have the dominion. God gave the dominion and the domain, not to Satan. He gave it to you and I, to the man, to to his likeness. You see, all that Satan has is what we give him, what we yield to him. He has nothing, he has no power. Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. You and I, do you realize, and we're going to come to that in a moment, when that regeneration, that restoration of the likeness of God, He gave us back all the dominion and all the domain that we lost in Adam. But here is Satan, and we find a degeneration of that likeness. Now, no longer is the Father like God the Father. No longer is the mother like the Holy Spirit now she 's uh, uh, dominative and, and she's having it her way and 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 she doesn't need the Lord anymore in her life uh, she's her own lord she's her own uh, she can go her own way and now the children you know the result of sin that that brought sin and, and the destruction of the family Cain uh, the first two boys that was born in the family. Cain and Abel, and Cain rose up and slew Abel. Why? Because that's an attack upon the Son of God. Do you realize if Satan, he wants to destroy any likeness, do you wonder why we have all the confusion today? No longer is the, is the male wanting to be like the father, or I'll be the mother. No longer is the mother wanting to be like the mother, uh the holy spirit oh no i i i, I will i'll be the father I, i'll be the boss and we got children who no longer like jesus but are like rebels and in every sense satan he want, he despises the likeness of god and we find that satan uh he destroyed that likeness But can I say there's hope this morning. Satan wants to divide. That's why why families break up and come apart. See, there's there's no division with God. The Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son, these three are one. They're unified. They're in absolute agreement. But the very few families today are, why? Because Satan attacks and he divides and he separates. By the way, you know why, uh, what so, why r- abortion is so rampant? Where we've got the, the millions and the millions and, and it's amazing, uh, 60 plus million babies in America alone. You know why? That's an assault upon the likeness of the Son of God to destroy that likeness. Satan hates the family. He wants to destroy it. But God never gave up on the likeness of God. We see that, that restoration of the likeness of God. How did he bring that about? By the family. Again, God reinstituted again his, his desire for the family to be in his likeness. So what did he do? He said, Adam... He said, uh, uh, your, your sin, death has come because of what you have done, but I'm going I'm to bring that about by the seed of the woman. It's gonna be, there, there, there's going to be this what I had intended uh, the, the, through the reproduction and, and the family uh, being reconstituted again and again and reproducing, and you see in chapter number 5, Uh, that listed, why is that long list of all those generations it says and and Adam uh, Adam uh, begat a son in his own likeness and the next one in his likeness and why? God never gave up on it God never gave up on the family and Jesus and God said it'll be through the seed of the woman now the family of God got involved in this process of of redemption restoration of the family, the father willed it he says all right Death uh, is a penalty. And so the Son was in agreement that He would die, that He would come and He would be, uh, that the serpent would bruise His heel, but He would crush the serpent's head. The Holy Spirit was in agreement. And by the family of God, salvation was wrought. He said, I promise I'm going to send the Messiah, I'll send the Savior. And through that promise, The Holy Spirit, Jesus said, Father, into thy hand I commend my spirit. And then what happened on that third day? The Holy Spirit, by the Spirit of God, Jesus was brought again and, and resurrected from the dead. And all who put their faith and trust in that promise. And Adam, what did Adam do? It says, that Adam, that he believed God. Notice there in uh, chapter number 3. And, and uh, uh, we find an, an Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Adam believed the promise of God that he would send the Savior and he called his wife Eve. That was his testimony that he believed and trusted God. God never gave up on the family. And we see that restoration and and by the family of God, still in agreement to restore that family and restore that likeness. And can I say this morning, the only way that you can have that likeness is by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. For your family, the only way. We're going to say more tonight about the individual, about you but there's some here this morning, you'd say, but preacher, you don't know. You don't know. My family certainly is not like the family of God. My family is not like God. Would you consider Adam and Eve? Here sin came and sin brought separation. Sin brought division. First in their marriage. Here Adam had given his promise to Eve. I mean, he... He gave of Himself, and He said, You are bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. We're one. In fact, God verified that decision that Adam made when God brought Eve to Adam. He had a choice to make. Do I accept her? Or do I tell God, take another rib? I believe you can do better. No, he chose her and he said, you are bone of my bone. That's commitment. You are bone of my bone. You are flesh of my flesh. We are one. And can I say that when a man and wife, when they come to that agreement and that that holy matrimony and plan and will of God... And God blesses that union with the child. That child is both is one. It is of father, of mother, two or one in that child. That's by the way. That's why divorce is so ugly. Uh, there is not a, such a thing as a good divorce, and especially when a child is involved, because that child is both mom and dad. And for mom and dad to separate, it pulls them apart. It, it tears that child apart. But listen, God has never given up. You say, my family is so unlike God. Now think about Adam and Eve. Their marriage is, is struggling now. Now it's not bone of my bone, but the woman thou gavest to be, not of me, but with me. The separation and, and it has taken place. Now here's Eve. You can imagine the hurt and disappointment that that one that was her caregiver and, and the one, her, her protector, the one that had claimed her as his very own being now is separated and so she becomes a self-preservationist. Well, I, I'll take care of myself. It's the devil that made me do it. And we say that hurt, but then we come to chapter 3. We see the... Uh, chapter four, we see the division of the children, the home, and uh, and uh, Cain has slain Abel, and now that home is torn apart. And can I say that many families and homes don't make it? I mean, here's the loss of uh, their uh, their beautiful home. In the Garden of Eden, here's the loss of the perfect job and everything. I mean, they've lost it all, and now their health is declining. And now two sons, they've lost two sons. A lot of families never make it, but God never gave up. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and there's the commitment to marriage again. His wife, and she again bare a son, and she called his name... Seth. And it says that God, God gave Adam a son in his own likeness. You see, God never gave, has given up on the family. Oh, you can look at all the problems you, you want to down through time. And you say, but preacher, I, I don't see how. God can make your family, if you will take God's plan, He'll make your family again like His family. Let me give you another example in the Bible. How about the family of Abraham? You say, Preacher, Abraham, uh, uh, my he, he's given. In fact, the, the marriage is, is demonstrated that Abraham and Sarah was the model for way a marriage ought to be in 1 Peter chapter 3. Sarah's given as the model of, of the model wife. Abraham as the model father and the model husband, are you kidding me? Can you imagine here Abram and Sarah Sarah, the most beautiful woman in all the world, but beauty's not everything on different occasions, Abraham tried to get rid of her. I mean something must have been wrong with Sarah. I mean, for Abraham not to hold on to her dearly. Abraham says to her son, it'd be, uh, it'd be like breaking down, you know, in the ghetto somewhere and, and saying, Now, honey, you wouldn't want nothing bad to happen to your husband, would you? Why don't you go for some help? That's what Abraham says to Sarah. Uh, you just tell her you're my sister, and, and, and he lost her, and by the grace and mercy of God, he was able to get her back. But how was that man? going to survive that. Don't you imagine that Sarah was bitter, and uh, uh, that, that was very difficult, but listen, God restored that marriage, till they became the very model of the way a husband and wife ought to be. And then you've got the, the problem with the affair. The, uh, Abram, Abram had an affair with an old hag, you know, Hagar. That, and had an illegitimate son uh, and, uh, who was rejected and grew up without a father. And can you imagine how a family may... And by the way, today, Israel still struggles with that, that problem of that home and that family and that bitterness still exists from that family. But yet, God said, Abram... I'm going to bless all the families of the earth through you. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. God has never given up on the family. He's not given up on your family. He's not given up on you. He said, but preacher, I, I just don't say, You've got to do exactly what Adam did and Eve did. You've got to bring your sin. You've got to bring your problems. You've got to bring... In, Bring them to him and he he can resolve all of those. He can make your family in his likeness. You say, oh, we'll close with this passage and we'll close again tonight. And for God to do that, and again, we'll mention it tonight, don't have time this morning. But for God to make the family and to bring the family back into the likeness, his likeness. He had to give his son. The father had to give his son to come into our likeness. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. I told you I would share with you the one place in Scripture where it's no longer, is not the plural form for God, meaning three in one, but it uses the singular L. Do you know where that is? Psalm 22, and verse 1. You can look it up. I was curious about it, so I looked it up. In which it says, Jesus cried from the cross, and it's Psalm 22, verse 1. My God! My God! Why hast thou forsaken me? Why? Because He, Jesus, who knew no sin became sin for us. Jesus, that to bring you and I back into the likeness of the Father, He gave Himself. He left the family of God. He left the family of God. He no longer was God. He became sin like you and like me. He took our likeness, putting Himself into the hand of the Father. And on that third day, he arose again. For what purpose? To bring us back into the likeness of God, in which then Ephesians chapter number 3, it it says there that, um, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints, What is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. And again in Colossians chapter number 3 or chapter number 2, we find in verse 8, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, not after Christ, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. The only way to be back complete in the likeness of God, you must come in Christ. When Christ died in our likeness, for the wages of sin is death, and God had told Adam, The day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. When that death came, Jesus died. He was in our likeness and paid that debt, but by the Spirit of God was raised again. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in and trespasses and sin. If ye then be risen with Christ, Seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of the Father. And in Christ, we are seated together in heavenly places. Do you realize the Father gave the Son? And the Son came, took our likeness, and to bring us back to the Father and accept it in the Beloved, in His likeness, Jesus brought us back into the family of God. Are you in the family of God? Only through the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, my family, oh, how we need help. Well, I'll tell you, God will give you that help. And he'll give you whatever you need. Let's bow our heads, heads bowed and eyes closed. How many this morning, you got a testimony? You know for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, there's a day that you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. And you can raise a thankful hand to heaven and say, yes, preacher, through Jesus Christ, I'm in the family of God, and I'm not ashamed. I, I'm, I raise a thankful hand. How many? All over the house. I know I'm saved. Amen. You may take your hand down. Is there somebody here this morning say, Preacher, if I died right now, I don't know that I'm in the family of God. I don't know for sure that I'm saved. Would you pray for me? Would you slip up your hand? Would there be somebody like that? Preacher, pray for me. I need to be saved. I don't know for sure that I am in the family of God, that I've trusted Christ as my Savior. Pray for me. Would you slip up your hand? All right, one more question. How many would raise your hand and say, Preacher, there's my family. It may be my children. They're, they're certainly so far from like Jesus. Or it may be, Preacher, my marriage, my, we're, we're struggling. We're not one like we ought to be. My family has been torn apart. My family, God, how I need God to do a work in my family to bring us back into His likeness. Preacher, pray for my family. How many hands? Yes. How many hands? It may be a brother, sister. It may be a husband, wife. But there's some in my family that needs God. Amen. Let's pray and ask God to help us. Heavenly Father, I know your desire from your word. You wanted a likeness. And I know from your word, from Genesis to Revelation, you've never given up on the likeness. And we're even promised in 1 John chapter 3 that we shall be like Him. Oh, what a blessed promise. There's somebody here perhaps this morning that's not like Him, that's not been saved. Help them, Lord, to come to Jesus today. And Lord, for every family that is in need of a work it may be for our children, and it may be for our marriage, it may be for our home and our mom and dad, whatever it may be. Our brother or sister that's wayward, strayed from the likeness. I pray, Lord, you do work this week in our home and in our hearts. In Jesus' name.